We know Taco Bell's food is great. They've even got a whole new cantina menu with fresh new ingredients. Taco Bell is not just for late night anymore with fresh new ingredients like slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Taco Bell is a great destination for your midday fuel. They have amazing menu items like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadilla. I truly do love Taco Bell. I love a Crunchwrap Supreme. It is one of my favorite things to eat. Ooh, don't wait till it's late. Try the new cantina chicken menu now. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now, like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and Hey Meave. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. you date me a podcast where me nicole byer tries to figure out how i'm still single even though you could leave a jar of mayonnaise on your bedside table and eat out of it every night and uh and then after your fingers are all mayonnaise up you can finger me <laughs> oh no <laughs> Erica, I try to come up with a new <laughs> dumb reason every week, and I'm running so low on them. They're really hard to think of, because uh, after you said, I don't know, you said it 20 times, it's it just gets to be insane. So anyway, okay, my guest today, I'm very excited. Okay, her name is Erica Lust, and she is an acclaimed indie adult filmmaker who creates sex-positive indie adult cinema that portrays sexuality intelligent no sexually intelligent narratives you know what reading is sometimes very hard you also have a ted talk called it's time for porn to change and you have a website called x confessions it's the first crowdsourced erotic film series in history that's fun that's lots of fun. <laughs> but X Confessions is an amazing project, I actually. I love you know? that it's crowdsourced. Yeah, and it's people all around the world, and they are sending in, you know, their sex stories, mm-hmm. their fantasies, kind of kinks, things mm-hmm. they want to do, things they have done. And then what I make is I make short films out of all these sex stories. I love it. The one I was looking at that I was like, ooh, 
I'm going to watch this later, is called I Fucking Love Ikea. Oh, yeah. And I assume it's about a couple fucking in an Ikea. Well, you know, I'm Swedish. Yes. So there's a background there. I do <laughs> fucking love Ikea. And it was one of the, actually one of the first confessions that uh-huh. entered to our site, you know. And uh, it's kind of a woman that likes her boyfriend to build furniture for uh-huh. her. And she likes when he's, you know, struggling with instructions <laughs> and he's sweating. And that turns her on. I, and I think that, love that. That is so cool, right? That that all these ideas of things turning on people that are mm-hmm. so different from, you know, the regular kind of standard stereotypes and ideas that we see in mainstream regular mm-hmm. porn. That idea specifically, I like so much. And then the way you explained it, I like it even more oh, because nice. it's... um. It feels more relationship-based as opposed to, like, someone needs to get off. It's like, well, yeah, I'll get off. But, like, the way, like, a lot of times a couple has sex is, like, they do something very domestic. And then they're, like, in their house doing things. And they're like, oh, my God. Yeah, totally. Just the way you're bent over. And and that's kind of, yeah, but those are the things that actually turns us Mm -hmm. on, you know. And I think that that is so interesting. And that's really what I'm trying to do with my films. I'm trying to show what turns us on, Uh what's in our minds, you know. Why are we attracted to other people or circumstances or situations, you know. What's happening there? I'm not only showing, you know, a couple on a sofa having Mm -hmm. sex. Uh, It's more to it, you know. I think porn is a lot more to it. Sometimes, sometimes I like a story. A lot of times when I watch porn, I'll just skip to the sex because I'm like, this is very poorly acted and uh, uh, nobody right. really seems like they're into it. So it's better when you're not talking. Uh, but I like your website because I think it's, it's just more thoughtful. Yeah. And it makes yeah. me feel not... I don't want to ever say I'm ashamed when I watch porn. I'm never ashamed. But it makes me feel more um, more okay that I'm watching. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I not, do know what you mean. Not like, what am I trying to say? Sometimes I feel like I'm a voyeur and I'm like, I shouldn't be here. Ah. But like with your stuff, I'm like, no, I should be here. And yeah, everybody's yeah, yeah. very happy that I'm here. But I also think it's a lot about, you know, the whole kind of, the whole imagery, how we create beautiful, artistic, mm-hmm. erotic images. You know, it's not just like anyone picking up a camera saying Mm -hmm. like, hey, hey, let's film the girls. (laughs) Let's see what's happening here. You know, that's not it. I mean, the way we are making film, it's like any, you know, indie film production company. Mm -hmm. You know, we are really thinking about the the characters, the storylines, the scripts, the locations, the, you know, the light. How are we gonna, how are we gonna put this together? You know, Mm -hmm. like what, how do we want to frame this, this movie or this scene and and it's all of that that comes together and that I think that is making you know the whole experience of mm-hmm. it. How did you get into directing adult erotica? Uh, yeah 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 it's uh, actually kind of a long story. And it I don't goes, mind. It goes way back you know it goes back to uh, I would say to university. Okay. You know I, I am Swedish. I was studying political science at okay. university. That was my main career. What is political science? Political science is the way of understanding uh, the power structures of it's the 
outside world, politics? I would say. Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. It has. Yes, I didn't it's go politics. to real college, so okay. I'm always like, what's that? Yeah, but it's 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 politics, you know. It's the mm-hmm. structures. It's understanding who is running the world and why and how they get there and how it all works. And I did study also gender studies in that, okay. of course. That was a huge part of it. At the same time, I was a young adult, you know, growing mm-hmm. up with all these uh, feelings, sexual feelings, all these ideas, all these 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 worries and these doubts about who. Who am I? What do I like? What mm-hmm. do I want? And I did turn to porn to kind of figure out a uh-huh. few things, like many, many people do, you know. And when I when I watched porn, I think what happened to me kind of was uh, that I had a feeling that my body did react to what I was watching. You know, my mm-hmm. body got turned on. I felt horny by, yes. by looking at these images. And I liked... I liked that feeling. I I really did. But at the same time, I had this kind of uh, criticism going on in my head, mm-hmm. you know, saying, but what is happening here? Why is she only there to serve him? Why mm-hmm. is all the women, you know, just there to kind of be the beautiful objects, be the seductive uh, person and, and kind of trying to bring the men to their sexuality, to mm-hmm. their, you know, horniness, to their ejaculations, all of it, you know. Mm-hmm. But it it felt to me that, that, that it had so little to do, actually, with our perspective, with living, you know, our sexuality as women. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that instead of just feeling kind of great with porn, I... Um, I felt a little, you know, complex with it. And I started to talk to to my friends about it, you know. So mm-hmm. I figured out that most of my male friends, they were totally fine with porn. They used porn. It yes. was part of their life. They liked it. And most of my female friends had had quite similar experiences to mine. Some, mm-hmm. of course, liked it. I'm not going to say that all women are the same. <laughs> we know yes. that, you know. But there was definitely, you know, a feeling that... Many, many women had this conflict going on with porn. So then I started to kind of, as I was studying political science, mm-hmm. you know, I was into this understanding of structures. So I I started to analyze it, to try to deconstruct it, to try to understand it. And I kind of broke it down uh, mainly because of a book I found uh, by a film professor at Berkeley University mm-hmm. called Linda Williams. Uh, she had written this this wonderful book. And when I read the book, I realized that porn is not just porn, that it is actually a discourse about mm-hmm. sexuality. Yeah. It's, you know, telling us something about sexuality and about how we interact with each other sexually. Mm-hmm. And then it became clear to me that most of the people who are actually making the porn that we are watching as a society, most of them are men. Yes. And most of them are, you know, uh, 
kind of similar to each other, you I know. I would they're, agree. There's little group of men that are kind of into, you know, boobs and ass <laughs> and cars and cigars and they're like, ha ha, rah uh-huh. rah. You know, that, that, that kind of sexuality. Yeah. But it's not actually, you know, a diverse group of mm-hmm. people from different backgrounds and sexualities and identities and countries and, you know, all of it. That That's not really happening. So what we are seeing in what we you know, kind of call mainstream mm-hmm. porn. What we are seeing is their vision of sexuality. You are correct. And it's interesting because I speak to a lot of men who like what a lot of ladies like. They're like, I like a man who looks like me, who has right? sex like me. And there isn't that much porn out there for me like that. And I was like, how interesting that men, there are like a lot of men like porn from a female perspective. Totally. And I I think that's why a lot of men are like, I like watching lesbians. And I'm like, yeah, probably because women are softer with each other. They're not always choking each other. And uh, I don't like that blowjob where they like hold a woman on the head like that. Forced forced blowjob that they do sometimes even until a woman vomit. And and, I mean, this is... (sighs) Oh, I get so tired sometimes when I'm talking about porn because, because I wish I, the I listeners do. could see you. You're like getting so worked up. But it's like, you know, the problem is that I do love porn. I yeah. think porn is fantastic and that it has a great potential and that can, it can really bring lots to us. Yes. But at the same time, the reality, I mean, most people, if they go out on the internet, which mm-hmm. they do, and they porn surf, they end up at all these kind of tube sites, you know, mm-hmm. where they are showing free porn, which is not really free porn because actually it's stolen porn, you know, mm-hmm. but it's called free porn. And uh, I think I it's, have a question about yeah. that. So there's ads that run. So yeah. are these people not being paid through the ads? Well, or is it very little? It's uh, a complicated structure because actually these companies, basically it's one big company. It's one big company Uh owning most of these free tube Ah. sites. You don't know it because you think that you see many different brands. So you think it's like Nestle owns so many more companies than we think. They own L'Oreal and I just learned that. Totally. It's crazy. This is big conglomerates. Mm -hmm. This is big food, big pharma, Mm -hmm. big fashion and... Big porn, you know, huh. surprise, but that's how it is. That is honestly, I didn't know that, and that's yeah. kind of wild. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of wild. But then, what we 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 have to really understand is that uh, so what they are interested in is obviously not showing you know the best possible diverse mm-hmm. sexuality that's out there in the world. That's not what they are after. They are after traffic because if they mm-hmm. have lots of traffic, they can sell. Advertisement. Uh What kind of advertisement are they selling? Well, mostly, you know, grow your dick pills. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, make your titties bigger, make your butt juicier. And I'm like, I've never wanted any of this stuff. Fuck a slutty Latina in your neighborhood. kind of ads that they are selling. Yes. And the thing is that people believe it. You yep. know, they do believe it. So these all these kind of lonely guys having mm-hmm. very sad sex lives, mm, they are mm-hmm. on these sites and they, you know, think that maybe these dick pills would uh-huh. be a great idea. So they do fill in their credit cards details, you know. Mm-hmm. And then when the pills arrive and they don't work, they don't go to the police. Nope. They just... Nope. 
stew angrily in their basement. They're like, let me watch another forced blowjob video. Exactly. Uh, and they're opening window after window after window. Uh-huh. And it's just like, you know, this sex machines going on, 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 on. And it's so much... I mean, what what frustrates me is is the language that I see on all these sites. Mm-hmm. Of course, the images, you know, all the kind of 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 women serving men that frustrates mm-hmm. me. But also the language that they are using, you know, it's a very misogynistic, racist. It language. really is because I don't like on these sites that black specific porn is called ebony porn. Mm-hmm. Ebony, I but don't Asian, Latina. Yeah, you know, it's we are all getting divided. It all, is. all but. White forks. Yes. Because that's oh like... Oh, my God. Yeah. Erica! Yeah. Oh, my was- God. You're really fucking breaking it down. It's making me angry. Because white people don't have a category no, where it's no, like because, white angels. Because we it's, are supposed to be the Yeah, that's the, the norm, standard. Right? The standard. So, like, when yeah. you get, like, yeah. BBW porn, it's yeah. just, like, white people. Yeah. And then you have to, like... Do a subset like yeah. so. I like to watch porn where the woman looks like me. Yeah. So I'll have to search for like black BBW fucks whatever I want to see. <laughs> oh my god! It's, and yeah. it's so interesting that like that's just not like there isn't just like a fat black woman in bondage and like it's you have to like search those specific yeah. things yeah. to find that. That's Erica. <laughs> no, but, it, but 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 it's 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 comp- I mean it's funny because I understand that in life yeah. that white is the norm and the standard, yeah. and I truly it never occurred to me that white is the standard in porn, and then everybody else is compartmentalized into like a fetish exactly. subset. Exactly, that is so interesting. Yeah. But it happens with other categories also. You know, it's also mm-hmm. with the teens and the milfs, and it's oh, like the teens we, bug me out. Like that's so yeah, wild. It's it's that men want to watch creepy. another man look it's, at a small woman who looks young and who might even be no no they are not they are okay. not it's important to know that okay. that they are not because if they would be that's, that's a illegal. whole different that's matter you know? so most you know companies out there they are mm-hmm. very very careful with okay. the age of the people so even if they make these girls look mm-hmm. like they were 14 or 16 uh-huh. you know they are not all of them are 18 and they have paperwork on it but I feel like you shouldn't even serve that fantasy no 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 no, no. No, no, no. You know, it's, like I feel like that's like an yeah. ethical thing. I do agree with you. I do that. Agree like with we you. shouldn't and, perpetuate men having sex, and, with and especially children. all these categories of like tiny teens getting destroyed. Yes, that's the language that you find. Yes. You know, it's everything is about kind of punish fucking women from one yes. reason or another. You know, it's about destroying us. It's about nailing, smashing, uh-huh. banging. You know, punishing. Yeah, it's and, worse like the sex positive language. Yes. Yes, no? and women are always called whores or sluts yeah. Yeah. or like nasty little yeah. trick gets hers. Yeah. And you're like, what? why isn't there ever just like slutty man gets railed? <laughs> There's <laughs> never that. Even not in gay happening. porn, I feel like it's a little bit. No, it's not the kind of language that they the, are using. No, it's just like maybe yeah. like asshole gets destroyed. But it's like we're literally talking yeah. about someone's yeah. butt and not like their personality. Totally. But like women just have this. Like these words. Objectified. Yes, we are getting objectified. Uh, That's what's happening. And that's why I think it's so important that we talk about this, you know, that mm -hmm. we talk about it, that we criticize it openly so other people will realize what is going on. Because I, you know, when I talk about this, then I always have men sending Mm -hmm. me emails saying, 
Erica, my God, I listened to a talk you did, and now you kind of destroyed porn for me. You know, <laughs> I was I was all good out there looking at all these films, good. and now now I'm just seeing like the bad shit. Good, all the time. they yeah. should. They, they should. People, I've it's, lately been like, I need to watch more ethical porn. I need to like pay for my porn, yeah. so people get paid. Exactly. And I think because otherwise, like, how are you gonna make it? Because for a long time, I was like, well, why would I pay for porn? But then you have to think about all the people yeah. involved, and you're like, oh. But well, it's because we devaluated it, you know. If yeah. you don't pay for it, you don't give it value, and then you think that it's just trash, anyways, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's a pity because porn can actually be fantastic, and I think it can be a great source in a healthy sex life. Mm-hmm. I think that it can help us to, you know, to find inspiration, to open up our sexuality, to mm-hmm. think outside the box of, you know, who who maybe we are supposed to be. Because most mm-hmm. people, you know, they feel that they are supposed to be this person but then actually they want to do some other things Mm -hmm. outside those kind of rules you know I think not paying for porn or erotica whatever you'd like to call it I think it also uh really reinforces the like watching porn is bad watching porn is dirty you have to do it in your little corner and don't tell anyone about it and it's like well if we all just Talk more openly about sex and your desires and how consent is a real thing that we need to talk about. I feel like if we just talked more about it, then watching, you know, adult films would be destigmatized. And we would feel better about sex in this country. This this country is so repressed when it comes to sex. It is so incredible. Yeah, it is. It's so it's wild. it's sad to see it, but I think it has a lot to do with sex education. Uh, the oh, lack of yeah. sex education. I got say. barely any. We had like two days of sex ed yeah. where they were like, "Here's the female reproductive system." I'm not going to tell you anything about it. Biology, other than you get a period right? and the, and the yeah. baby grows in there, and then here's a penis, and sometimes it gets hard, and we're going to all have fun now. Bye bye. <laughs> that was like it. You and didn't even get to put a, a condom on a banana. No. Or a no. carrot or whatever. You no, my school yeah. pretended that nobody was ever going to fuck. And right. that we just needed to know that, that we all have different parts. Yeah. And that was it. Go live your lives. It was so, it's so crazy. Yeah, it makes me angry. Like it makes se- me like very, very angry. I some, think that what we need is some kind of, mm-hmm. you know, little army of sex educators out there telling I young so. people. About sex, you know, Ian, in a sincere and open way, without mm-hmm. shaming, without, you know, without scaring people, because mm-hmm. that's another thing that they do a lot, you know? Yes. It's like, oh. Where they're like, don't have sex. And it's like, oh, but why? Yeah. Why? And can we and can we please talk about why we want to have sex? Because yes. actually we are sexual human beings. You uh-huh. know, we are here on this earth. I'm walking here because some people had sex. My parents, you know. Me. <laughs> it's like <laughs> most of us, you know, we are it not is... made in a laboratory. No, we are actually so made in the act of sex. <laughs> it's funny to think that sex is like such like it's like a taboo thing that you're like, mm-hmm. we shouldn't talk about it. We have to whisper about it. But it's like mm-hmm. your parents fucked. Yeah. They fucked yeah. to get you. Yeah. And more than once or twice yeah. or Sometimes three times or how many time. sisters or brothers yeah. you have, you know? Yes. And I, I, got, I got that question from my from my kids a uh-huh. while ago, you know? They, oh, we yeah? were talking about sex. I have two daughters. They mm-hmm. are eight and 11. And at one point, they kind of asked me, they're like, so, mom, so you and dad, you had sex twice? <laughs> 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 and I went like... 
No, no, I took the opportunity because that's what I think that mm-hmm. we should do. You know, if if you are an informed parent and mm-hmm. you are a sex positive parent, then you need to take this opportunity. So suddenly when they ask you this kind of questions, because most of the kids, they do ask mm-hmm. this question. What happens is so many parents say like, I don't want to answer. And they turn uh-huh. around, you know, and they. Which is so crazy to me. Like, I think I've told the story on, my, on the podcast before, but when I. I, I think I was in like maybe first grade or second grade. So I was like six or seven. I found a book called Our Bodies, Ourselves. And then there was a chapter in it about sex. And then I was like, my daddy did what to my mother? So I like brought the book to my mother and I was like, did daddy do this to you? And she was like, yes. And I was like, why? <laughs> she was like, because, you know, sex right. is a thing that two right. adults can enjoy. And that's how you have a baby. Yeah. And I fully was like, I can't believe he put something of his inside of you, and I'm very upset about it. (laughs) I remember being very upset about the whole thought about it. But there's, again, that's the perspective. But she explained it to me, and she was like, no, it's good and it's okay, but you always have to, like, ask if you can put it in somebody. And, you know, and you can enjoy it. And I was like, okay. That's All a wonderful right. mom you have there, you know. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that. Yeah. Because it, but it, because I, I was thinking it's also interesting with the perspective because this book somehow mm-hmm. made you think that sex is something that men do to women. Yes, absolutely. You know? That's what that book made me think. Yeah. Also, you know, you get taught as a little kid, you're like, you have your private parts and they have their private parts. And right. it's like, Maybe we shouldn't call genitalia private. Private parts. Maybe we should call yeah. it just genitalia. Yeah. Vaginas, yes. vulvas, yes. penises. Yes. Come on, try just those words, you know. Call them what Say they them are. out loud. Yes. And then just say, you know, the reason why we cover them is because that's our society. But right. it's okay to touch them. So, like, when I was nannying, this little boy would always, like, <laughs> grab his penis yeah. when I was, like, changing his, like, giving him a bath or, like, whatever. And I always be like, hey, little buddy. You, I get it. You want to feel it and stuff, but like when we go outside, you can't do that because people people won't like it. But like here, it's okay. Right. Also, you know, we're not family, but like okay, you can do. Like it was, I didn't right. know how to right. deal with it, but I also didn't want to shame him because it is difficult. It yes. is difficult because how do you tell them? You know, you do, and I think that's that's the key. You don't want to shame them, mm-hmm. so you should never ever say like, "Don't do that. Don't touch yeah. yourself." You know, and especially not to to young girls because yes. I I feel that people are more open with boys touching mm-hmm. their you know small penises get because to say it's kind of cute. Boys will be boys, yeah. and oh, they are you doing know. that, but. Then when a, when a when a woman mm-hmm. when a little girl does it, then everybody goes like, "Don't do that." Uh-huh. And I think that best thing is to say like, you know, uh, I, I I that feels nice. Mm-hmm. That is something that you know is great. Mm-hmm. It gives you pleasure, but it's better not to do it. You know, around other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you shouldn't do it with grandma in the living room. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Go to your room uh-huh. uh, and, you know, and explore use your and bed, explore, you and tell me, you know, if you have doubts, etc. Mm-hmm. But that, I think that would really help little girls I to, think so. to find and their I, body and to see it as some, something acceptable. Mm-hmm. Because I, self-love is the it's first so way important. of getting to know our own so bodies. So important. And I think I've been, like, pretty okay with my sexuality because my mother was... She, I, I don't think she meant to be sex positive, but she was like pretty sex she positive. Was. So like, I remember when I was little, we would like take baths, and I would just like root around in my vagina, and she'd be like, "Well, I mean, it's yours, 
So like if some you don't really let anybody else touch it unless you you tell them it's okay. And I'm like, let someone else touch oh, <laughs> in yeah, my yeah, brain. Yeah. I was like, that's what? the craziest thing yeah. I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> but then you grow up and you're like, oh, okay, I I understand what that lesson right, is. Right, right. But it's also important so kids understand integrity, right? Mm-hmm. So they know and and especially they are talking so much about it's important that they have the right wording so yes. they can actually, you know, if something happens mm-hmm. so they can actually connect and talk to adult people around yes. them, you know? I think it's super important. Okay, we have to take a break. Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Warning, things are about to get intense. Like when you stare into the eyes of someone that you really like for a full minute straight without blinking. Intense, intense heat, lasting plump from the hot new lifter plump from Maybelline, New York. Formulated with chili pepper, lifter plump delivers a heated sensation for an instant lip plumping effect that lasts available in eight sizzling shades honestly my favorite is hot honey and cocoa zing i put it on my lips and honestly it did sizzle them it sizzled them right to the moon they were plump and juicy and everyone was like nicole can i and i'm like get in line can you take the heat find your shade at maybelline.com or a retailer near you Amazon shoppers get 10% off Lifter Plump purchase with code 10PLUMP for a limited time. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. 
Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DateMe today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DateMe. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions, and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we're back. Okay, Erica, I have questions for you. So... You are married. I'm married, yes. How long have you been married? Uh, only for three years, oh, actually. Okay. Uh, yeah. But I have been together with my partner for 19 years. Dang! So, yeah, it's a long time That is such a long time. I know. It's crazy. So, oh my God, 19 years. <laughs> Yeah, we wow. met when I was uh, 23, so mm-hmm. I'm already 42, if you do the numbers. Wow. <laughs> and he's seven years older than I mm-hmm. am. Uh, yeah. How did you guys meet? We met in Barcelona. Okay. Because I moved down to Barcelona many years ago Are you from fluent Sweden. In Spanish? Uh, I am. Yes, you have to be. C-C-C, yes, you live in Barcelona. <laughs> that would be insane if you were like, I refuse to learn. <laughs> no, I'm, we 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 normally talk Spanish in our family. Mm-hmm. Um, do you speak Spanish with a Swedish accent? I do, of course. The same way as I'm speaking English with a Swedish it's accent. So do you funny know? to me. Like Americans were very dumb, but like it. Never occurs to me that when I'm speaking Spanish, I have a very bad American accent when I'm speaking it. And I'm like, oh, my God, it must sound so awful. For But, it, but it's if you learn the language as an adult, you will always have mm-hmm. your accent with you. It's, it's yeah. part of who you are. But I love accents. I think they are really, really cute, you know? <laughs> I love it. Uh, but I do feel bad. I speak Spanish very little, but okay. like I love it. And I just don't have the time to, I guess I could just do like Duolingo or something, like yeah, an app on my yeah. phone. And it's and a just, like, sexy language, it. isn't I it? I love it's it. It's like, oh, it's Wala. hot somehow. Should we continue in Spanish? Meet? Oh my God, that would be, what? That would be difficult if we continued in Spanish. Oh my Imagine God, if we continued in Spanish. Like, oh, what's happening? I How? would literally be able to say my one little phrase, which is, hola, mi amo Nico, yo hablo español un poquito, but yo trabajador, muy mucho, but uh, muy mal, but uh, me encanta español. Ah, me encanta. <laughs> it's just me being like, I love Spanish. It's bad, but I love it. 
<laughs> so wait, how did you guys meet? How did we meet? Well, we met in Barcelona. My, my his name is Pablo. He's mm-hmm. from Buenos Aires originally, okay. so he's Argent Argentine. How do you say it? Argentinian. Argentinian. Uh, and we met in Barcelona in a bar, okay. uh, a very hot night. It was the night between the sixth and the seventh of July of the year two thousand. Mm-hmm. And uh, that night, I had actually. I had dressed in a red dress, and I'm normally I don't wear that many dresses. I'm more kind of a jeans mm-hmm. and t-shirt girl. But that night I had my sister in town, and she had said like, "Come on, put on this dress. Mm-hmm. You look great in this dress." And then we went to a small little at that time smoky bar in Barcelona mm-hmm. called Benidorm. <laughs> and uh, and the bar was also kind of reddish and suddenly this man walked in and he was wearing a shirt with exactly the same color as my dress mm-hmm. so I walked up to him and I'm like hey we are wearing the same color <laughs> and uh, that's kind of how it happened you know my we God, started to talk and so cute also yeah. so simple um <laughs> But I I found, you know, really that it's kind of one of the things I do quite a lot is complimenting on men. Mm -hmm. I like to do that. And Ah. they really enjoy it, you know, because they are not so used to having people saying, you know, nice things to them. Mm -hmm. So this is one of the the, the things I do, you know, I walk up to them and I go, oh my God, I love your shoes, love your shirt, I love your haircuts, I don't know, you know. Good advice. Good advice. I... I guess I've just heard a lot of people go, you got to neg. You have to say something negative to a man. No. And like that gets their attention. Uh, truly, I have not thought of saying a kind thing to a man <laughs> in a long time. Oh. <laughs> truly, I'm like, I, my mind is blown. I'm like, oh, all I have to say is, hello, you look nice. Totally. <laughs> and then a man might be like, try wow. It. Try it. Do an, ex- nice. do an experiment. Go out tonight and just try it. You know, throw yeah. great positive comments out there and see how they react. I think, yeah, I think the next time I go out, that's what I'm going to do. Because uh-huh. the last dude I was flirting with, or maybe I was flirting with, I don't know. He, His friend recognized me from this TV show I'm on. And he was like, are you Nicole Byer? And I was like, yes. And then he was like, oh, I don't, I didn't know my friend knew who you were. I don't really watch TV. I read books. And I was like, oh, okay. What books do you read? And then he said an author that I didn't know. And I was like, oh, what do you like about that author? And he goes, I just really love how, like, when I'm reading it, I can, like, picture it in my head because like the words are telling me a story. And I was like, that's a book. <laughs> that's a book. That's, you just, like. <laughs> A book describes a story. A <laughs> like, it's a book? And then he was like, oh, uh, uh. <laughs> and then I was like, ah, oh, that was too mean to tell this man that he doesn't. <laughs> it's whenever someone is like, man, books take you to another place. I'm like, yeah, yeah. that's a book. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I could have been nicer, just been like, ooh, yes, <laughs> books. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we didn't fuck. Um... 
Before Pablo, did you have a lot of monogamous relationships? Because 19 years is such a long time. It, it is. It Are is. you a serial monogamist? Or did you have like a smattering of relationships? Uh, no, we are in a monogamous mm-hmm. uh, relationship. Before Pablo, I tried a few different mm-hmm. uh, formulas. Ah. Some worked better than others. <laughs> <laughs> But it's. I think also that you know when you are when you are young, I do think it's important to try mm-hmm. and to be with different people and to see you know how it works out for you. But it's like I don't know. When I met him, we really really clicked. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was definitely not the first. You know, it's mm-hmm. like. And then you started uh, directing erotic films after you met him? After meeting him, yeah. Okay. So is he involved? He's involved. He's involved. I started, I made my first short film kind of myself, uh, but then when it became a success Mm -hmm. and I saw the opportunity of creating a production company and starting to make, you know, Mm -hmm. more content, then uh, he decided to get involved together with me and we kind of, you know, co-founded like the company together Mm -hmm. and we are still working together. Uh, Sometimes it's challenging, sometimes (laughs) it's difficult. I'm not going to tell you that it's Mm -hmm. not. I mean, 19 years, you know, it's a long time. So there have been ups and downs, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, the road sometimes is bumpy, but uh, we had so much fun and we... We really, I think we really, really complement each other. I think that's one of the things that makes it work. Mm-hmm. That we are different, uh, yeah. but we we connect, you know, in that way of just like, oh my God, you know, I, I, I know that I want to be with him, mm-hmm. you know. I just know it. I had a friend the other day uh, being like in a relationship and, and and saying that she felt she she felt so much doubt about the relationship she mm-hmm. was in. And I couldn't, you know, I couldn't keep quiet. I just had to tell her. I'm like, I think that if you feel that much doubt, it's probably not the best relationship. I think you're right. A friend of mine once said, you don't have to do very much work in a good relationship. And what he meant was, like, the mind games. Like, you don't have to, like, constantly think, is this person like me? Is it going going well or whatever? It's like, you kind of just know know? that it's going well. You know that this person is for you. And then the work comes into, like, communicating. The work comes into communicating Mm -hmm. and the work comes into, I mean, we do, actually, we do, lots of dating we go out mm-hmm. together you know we dance together we 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 travel together we mm-hmm. and and especially you know as we have two daughters it's been challenging when they were you know babies mm-hmm. and growing up and you know as a woman also you go through so much change you know with your mm-hmm. body and with your emotions and becoming a mother and kind trying to you know reconnect with your sexuality again mm-hmm. because suddenly you are this different person somehow and what i what i felt worked very very good for us was when we did kind of uh, staycations like uh-huh. staying in a hotel in our own city without having to use the time to travel to mm-hmm. another place etc but like booking a hotel going out and not feeling like 
you know, because I always felt that when I was in my own home, mm -hmm. when they were small, now not that much because now it's easier, you know, but when they were small, I kind of felt that I was always the mother there and that I needed mm -hmm. to step out of the role as the mother and become like the erotic myself somehow. Uh -huh. And if we went out and we kind of, you know, uh, met up in a bar and we had a glass of wine and, you know, we mm -hmm. could reconnect and we could find that space for ourselves again. I like that. I like that you take the time to be with each other without your kids. Yeah. Because I feel like a yeah. lot of times people yeah. overwhelm themselves with like, we have to spend as much time together with the kids as possible. And it's like... Well, if you do that, then like, where's it, the breathing room? Yeah, it's not gonna work if yeah. you do that. I, that that is, uh, I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it with friends. I've mm -hmm. seen it. I've I've really seen how relationships have you know just got broken because they didn't take the time to maintain the relationship, mm -hmm. and that's that's it. I mean, it's the same with 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 your friends, for example. Imagine if you all the time would say to your best friend, like, hey, no, but we we can hang out, but I'm going to come with my kids. Ugh. You're not going to be able to have the no. same conversations. As, no. I mean, that's, that's a great exercise, mm -hmm. right? And it's the same with your husband. I mean, I'm not having the same conversation with him when I'm around my kids. Mm -hmm. As if we go out and we can be adults, mm -hmm. you know? My best friend who lives in Portland has a kid, Tessie. And Tessie, I love her dearly, and I love her kid dearly. But she does this wonderful thing where she'll be like, all right, you're here for two days. She'll be here for a day, and then I'm going to send her to her friend's house, and she can have right. a sleepover so we can have a night. And I'm always like, what a treat. Thank you. Because I love being around her child. Her child is great. I love her. And... I also love my friend, and I cherish that time I have with my friend because I don't get to see her often. And I just, like, appreciate when people are like, yes, I love my kids. My kids are my world. But, like, they can go away for a little bit of so I can course. have adult time. Of course. And, and also your kids need to make other relationships. Yes. It's not you are not the only person they mm -hmm. need in their lives. So they need to be with their grandparents and with their friends and maybe with, you know, your sister mm -hmm. or... Of course. But mostly they need to be away from me because I don't like children. <laughs> <laughs> I like three children in this world. Actually, four. I just met a set of twins that are, my friend Michelle has twins that are so cute. <laughs> They're six months old and I love a baby. They just smell so good. They do. They do. <laughs> Ooh, okay, Erica, can you tell me about Lust Cinemas? Lust Cinema. Yes. Lust Cinema is actually a cinema that I started online a while mm -hmm. ago. It's a membership site, kind of, where mm -hmm. we uh, where we have during years been uh, been uh, premiering my 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 films, but mm -hmm. also licensed content. But now uh, we decided a little while ago that we are starting to produce more original content, and it's content that is plot driven. Uh, it's adult, of course, so people are having explicit mm -hmm. sex, but they are actually films or serious. So they are not, it's not kind of the the, the stupid, cartoonish, 
poor. I have a pizza. I didn't order a pizza, but um, and I, I don't guess have, I have any you. money. But you know, if I take this towel off, I can pay with my body. <laughs> Which no, is that's like, not what? the kind of films we're making. You know? We are making films with real characters. We are mm-hmm. giving them time to develop and to see like how they connect and their attraction to each other. And I think that we are we are premiering these new films from September. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really think that you are gonna see the difference. You know, mm-hmm. you're gonna feel the difference. This is the the the, the Netflix feel, but with ah, adult cinema. You know? I love that. Yeah, adult cinema and chill. <laughs> <laughs> Adult cinema and... So we've already, like, talked about porn stereotypes, but uh, what do you think the worst stereotypes that people need to stop believing when it comes to porn? Worst stereotypes? I mean, Mm -hmm. I think worst is the female bimbo, kind of, and the masculine penetrative sex machine. Mm -hmm. Those are the worst ones, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) It's like, please humanize us. Make us real, you know, see us for who we are. Mm -hmm. Don't divide us by, you know, all these Things. Different categories, yes. Ex- exactly. Just let us be people and meet each other on, you know, equal grounds. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I would like. And I would like to see, you know, films where 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 women's pleasure also is in focus, where mm-hmm. it's important to the story that she's actually having a good time. Mm-hmm. And I think that one of the one of the best ways of doing that is actually, you know, from already from the casting process. Of course, it's the script and how you develop the characters. Mm-hmm. But then, what is crucial to me is the casting process. It's getting to know the performers that I work with, taking time to get to know them. You know, mm-hmm. if I'm not in the same city, we do a Skype meeting, but maybe we meet for an hour online. You know, and we mm-hmm. take time to get to know each other. I try to figure out who they are, what they like, who are they. Actually, who are they attracted to? Mm-hmm. Who are their favorite co-workers? Because they all have, you know, they have a list of people yes. that they go like, oh, I love to work with this person and this person mm-hmm. and this person. And then some of them have no lists, you know, with people mm-hmm. like these I people I, I work I, with I, I not, would never yes. want to work with them again. And if I can find people, you know, having this chemistry already, mm-hmm. being attracted to each other, that's when I get to make a wonderful film, you know. Mm-hmm. I truly love that. And I feel like porn and sex work truly gets left behind when we talk about like Me Too, when we talk about like equal pay, when we talk about feminism in general. Like there's people don't realize that there's feminism and then there's intersex feminism, which includes like women of color, sex workers, trans women, all women, (laughs) as opposed to just this I get. I just want. I like. I'll say yeah, like white acad- feminism, the academic, the, where it's the kind just, of university yes, white feminist. Like kind a white of. feminist is like, well, I'm a minority, and I'm like, well, actually, you're not. <laughs> like, yeah. I believe it's like fifty yeah. fifty yeah. in yeah. the United States. Men no, and men but and, I, I think we need to bring everybody in this. Yeah. I mean, this did, and, and and especially when we are talking about about sex work, you know, it's so important to understand that sex work is actually work. Yes, it, it is. is. It's work and. People pay for it. Yes. So if there's a transaction involved that you're in, you're employed. You know, I don't understand why sex work in this country isn't 
I think sex workers here want it decriminalized, not legalized. They want um, to decriminalize, yes. right? I think mm. so. And it's a very mm. complicated thing to try to understand. But I'm like, but like, why can't, say I want to be a sex worker. I would like to mm-hmm. uh, have sex with people and have them pay me. I don't understand why I can't incorporate myself. Right. I'm my sole employee. I pay taxes. Right. And... I can like log who who these people are, you know, so I can like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. keep a like a like a a paper trail. Yeah. So if I go missing, we know exactly. where I was exactly. last. Exactly. Um, I don't know why this there, is what it should be. It's like. so insane um, because I'm like I'm an I'm not. an actor, so I'm yeah. incorporated. I'm the sole yeah. proprietor of my company. I'm the only employee, and then when I work on a project, they become. It's like a business exchange where they're going to give me money for services and then I can go do my taxes and go to. And I'm like, don't you understand that like there's so much money in sex work? Mm. Like the government, just from like a purely political money standpoint, y'all love money, right? Legalize sex work or right, decriminalize right, right, it right. and then tax but, it. But, but I think bottomly it's uh it's a way of controlling women and oh, controlling absolutely. women's bodies and controlling one of the first ways we were actually able to earn mm-hmm. money because prostitution we all know it you is know the it's, oldest, it is. it's the oldest it's the oldest job and it, it was the on, one of the only possibilities for women you know mm-hmm. in a world where a woman was you know was nothing that had mm-hmm. absolutely no value and she was a property of you know her father or her mm-hmm. husband or whatever and the only way a woman could actually you know earn some money for herself mm-hmm. was through sex work yep so i think that we have a power problem there i think that there are very powerful people men of course mm-hmm. not wanting women to have that power not yep. wanting women to be able to get along with their lives and earn money and mm-hmm. and that's yeah, I that's guess very problematic that's it's so problematic. And I guess there is something scary about an empowered woman who doesn't need a man. Right. Cher has an iconic quote where Cher's being interviewed and she said that her mom was like, Cher, you need to marry a rich man. And she goes, Mother, I am my own rich man. Totally. And I was like, Oh, yes. Oh, oh, yeah. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Oh, I love it so much. No, and this much. is important. It's important for women to start earning money and not to be afraid of earning money because yes. that's also part of feminism eh? yeah. going on out there there's a small mm-hmm. part of feminism like feeling that earning money is dangerous somehow yes. and I think that in this world where we're living now where evidently money is very important mm-hmm. if we want power we gonna you need gotta to earn get the money. money I have no I guess like when I was younger I would be like when I was younger I worked at Lane Bryant in New York City, and they paid me $7.50. And that was in, like, 2005, which isn't, like, that long ago. And it was still very expensive to live in in New York City, and this is before they raised minimum wage. And I kept lamenting. I was like, maybe I should ask for a raise. I don't know. I don't want them to be mad at me. And now I'm like, Nicole. Yes. $7.50 $7.50 and you thought they were going to be mad at you? Yeah, yeah. So then when I did finally ask for a raise, they gave me like a dollar, but I was like, I did it. <laughs> right. But now, 
Now, anytime someone gives me like a starting offer, I'm like, oh, okay, go back and ask for twice that amount. Because what happens is either they give it to me or we settle somewhere more than what they offered. Exactly. And I feel like more women Negotiation skills. Yes. We need that. We should not be afraid to say, oh, I know my worth and my worth is more than this. Like there was an article going around that said how much Elizabeth Warren charged for her legal services. And people were like, isn't that insane? And I'm like, no, she's a good lawyer. Uh, and that's that's what she believes she's worth. And then there was like another article that was like, actually, this is on the low end of what she can charge. And I was like, good Lord. It's just, it's so mind boggling to me when like people see a woman making money. They're like, oh, my, like Kim Kardashian makes a ton of money. Mm -hmm. And people love mm -hmm. to say she doesn't do anything. And I'm like, she doesn't do anything. Are you sure? Right. Because people watch her in real time and then watch a show that recaps her life a year later, you're watching the same thing. If that's not talent, I don't know what is. Right, right, right. She's enthralling. She's captivating. And she's she's very open about her sexuality. Sometimes she's like, you know, shames other people. She does things that I'm not like okay with. But like, I like that she but, takes but, pictures But also, naked. I mean, you Why have not? to be able to make a mistake also. We can't, yes. we can't like be in this game thinking that we're going to do everything right. I think that's a mm -hmm. problem also for many women, you know. They are so exigent with themselves mm -hmm. and they want to do everything the best possible way. So sometimes they are even afraid of like talking up because then, because we are being shamed all the time, you know, slut shamed mm -hmm. and, and shamed for being working mothers and shamed for, you know, there's mm -hmm. shame in everything we do. Do so truly, it's like sometimes it's yes, go yourself, yeah, go fuck <laughs> yourself, truly, yeah, because it's like you're damned yeah. if you do, damned if you exactly. don't. It will always be a yeah. lady's fault because yeah. she did X, Y, and Z. It's so peculiar to me. And if you do something wrong, you know, go out there, say sorry, yes, there's no problem, just saying oopsie, oops. I'm sorry. Right? I But it's better to try than yes. to stay at home thinking that you're not good enough, you know? Mm -hmm. I made a mistake once. I was on a, a show where there was people calling in and asking for advice, and I offended this this person who called in for advice. And sometimes on these shows, they'll like have a PA call in or like a friend of the producer, but this actually was a person in the world. And I didn't realize that. And I was like a little harsh. And it was like trying to be like comedy coming from like a very uh, like I have my opinion, but I like kind of amped it up a little bit for like the comedy right, of right. it. And then this person tweeted at me and was like, I have never felt so uh, like uh, like you hurt my feelings, blippity blah, like I hate you. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, no. So then I like apologized on Twitter and it wasn't like a, it, it was like, sorry, I, if you felt that way, which is not a real apology. So then I like thought about it and I was like, well, if someone spoke to me the way that I spoke to this this person, I would be upset, too. So then I like wrote them a very long apology and they accepted it. And I was like, OK, well, yes, that didn't that didn't take anything away from me to say, hey, I was very wrong and I shouldn't have spoken to you like that. I was trying to make a joke and I fully understand that it was not funny yeah. to you. And in the grand scheme of things, wasn't that funny in general. Uh, I made a mistake and I'm sorry. And the person was very appreciative. It truly, it took nothing away from me. But I think if we can start accepting that way of working, mm -hmm. the world will be better because... Yes. 
that's a little of a problem right mm-hmm. now, right? With people yeah. starting to also to bully a little too much yes. on Twitter. And yeah. it gets kind of harsh and ugly. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's just, you know, take a step back. Yeah. Think about what did you say? Like that old thing that's like, uh, how would you feel if someone said it to you? And it's like, yeah. bad. <laughs> it's like, then don't say it. Yeah. Or if you don't have anything nice, don't say anything at all. Like I'm uh, lately, I've just been trying to be like, okay, think before you speak a little bit. But then uh, when someone does make me angry, I'm like, oh, oh, I'll tell you why I'm angry. But like, I take a minute to be like, okay, let's be nice about this. Like, uh, I just did shows in Rochester, New York, and. I host a show called Nailed It on Netflix and people like to scream it at me uh, because people do this to comedians for a reason that I'll never understand. That like people see you on TV and then just want to like shout the thing you did on TV at you in person. Uh, and I, I've i never understood why, but like right. Dave Chappelle uh, on his show, he said, I'm rich, bitch. So people started screaming that at him at shows and... So I like I asked them not to say nailed it a- up top. I let them scream it at me like six or seven times. And then I'm like, we're all done. And it's done. We're bored. Yeah. We hate it. Yeah. And everyone's like, yes. So then during the show, someone was like, nailed it. And I was like, OK, who are you? And then they were quiet. And I was like, I'm not going to make fun of you. I genuinely just want to know why you said it after I asked you not to. I just want to have like a dialogue because I'm trying to actually understand why this is happening over and over and over again. And they didn't. Uh, they didn't respond. So then during the meet and greet after, this person comes up to me and goes, it was me who screamed, nailed it. And I was like, oh, I don't know why you think I'd like to know that now. I asked you during the show why you said it and you said nothing. And they said, um, well, I was embarrassed after I said it. And I was like, as you should have been, I asked you not to say it. How disrespectful are you? And they were like, oh, well, can you smile for this picture? And I was like, absolutely not. I won't smile anywhere near you. I don't like you. I think you are so rude. And I will tell you this. If you ever go to another live show again, do not do that because the comedian who's on stage has spent months, months preparing this material for you to just ruin and scream at them. And they were like, I'm really sorry. And I was like, I reject your apology. <laughs> <laughs> I reject and your apology. Just like, I don't want it. Yeah. I will never be happy with you. Uh, but have a wonderful night. And I really hope you find joy somewhere. <laughs> and I afterwards, I was like, was I too harsh? And I was like, no. No, but no. there's also some people, you know, if you can't no. reach them. Yeah. If you, you tried, you couldn't reach this person. Yeah. And uh, I was like, done. if they don't like me after this, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Fully okay. Yeah. I just hope the next time they go out into the world and see a show, they don't yell at the performer. And if that happens, I did my job. One less fan, but I did something good for somebody else. <laughs> but there's probably always people in the, in the audience wanting to try to be funnier oh, than yeah. the comedian, right? Yeah, this weekend we had Elise, Sam, her whole table, J-Dubs, and Matt in overalls, who I hate. <laughs> I remember all of them. <laughs> I don't remember what I ate last night, but I remember people who scream at me during shows because I'm always like, what is your name? I'll, I'll remember you forever. <laughs> It's like the list, the yeah. list that, that the girl had yes. on Game of Thrones. Yes. You know, you go, my kill list. I'm my kill list. You are my enemies. Uh, if I encounter you again, I hate you. 
Um, ooh, do, are there any porn bloopers? This is a fun question. Like, during shooting, what is, like, a silly thing that has happened during sex? Well, many is like, come on, like, this is like real life, you know, Mm -hmm. there's lots of silly things happening all the time, you know, stupid noises or or stupid noises, natural Mm -hmm. noises just Uh coming out, you know, but maybe it will not work that well in a movie. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we can edit that kind of stuff, obviously. Mm -hmm. But but (laughs) actually, last last time I had a funny story with a, a, a bed that broke. That's. (laughs) <laughs> you know, kind of a situation that we didn't expect. Uh-huh. You know? This actor started to jump in the bed. That was mm-hmm. not part of the plan, uh-huh. but <laughs> it took QR to him and the bed broke. Yeah. That's... An hour later, we had a new bed coming in. Oh, wow. That's very quick. Yes. Oh, I love the efficiency. That is so funny that the bed broke. My favorite porn blooper that I have ever seen in my life, this woman had a prolapsed anus. And she was having anal sex, and I guess he pulled out a little too far, and her butt <laughs> fell oh. out. And it was from his point of view, and you just heard her go, I don't know, my asshole fell out. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it was just, the way she said it was so funny to me. It was like the least sexy thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it made me laugh so hard. Oh no, my asshole fell out. <laughs> Yeah, it uh things can happen. Yes. <laughs> Assholes can fall they out. They can fall right out. <laughs> yeah, it just really made me laugh. Okay, so Erica, you've been in a relationship for 19 years. 19. What advice other than complimenting men, which I think I'm going to take, do you have for me in order to find a partner? Oh, uh, oh, 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 what other advice might I, well, I don't know. I mean, it's, it is hard. It's, I guess, <laughs> I, you know, it's like, I haven't been out that way lately. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm not, I don't really know how the world works today. You oh know? yeah, kind of with all these apps. You've missed the apps. I missed, I totally missed the apps. Ugh. Okay, I've been looking at, at how it works more or less with a friend of mine. So mm-hmm. I, I, I have some notions, some ideas. But I don't know. I, I'm, I'm maybe I'm very old school, but I think mm-hmm. like meeting meeting people someone in, person. in real life. I mean, bars. Come on, kind of, or or go do a do an activity. Ugh, I, don't uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have time to do an activity. I have four podcasts, and <laughs> are, are you never dating anyone from the audience? There's never like a situation where you see someone in the audience and you're oh, like, oh, this absolutely yeah. not. No, um, I've tried to fuck audience members, <laughs> and it truly just doesn't work in my favor. Uh, they're, I call them chuckle fuckers. It's not a term that I coined, but... What uh, does that mean? It means, it's a. I, it's usually a lady, a lady who will fuck any old comedian just because they're funny. Okay. So, like, they'll go see a show and they're like, oh, my God, he looks like a dumpster, but he made me laugh. I'm going to try to have sex with him. So, like, male comics truly have the best time on the road. Female comics, on the other hand, I've never had a man be like, you are so funny, and I would love to ravish you tonight. That's never, never happened. That never happened. Maybe like one time. 
but that person was a little strange to me. <laughs> uh, oh no! So during I during one of my shows, this guy was like, "I'll fuck you," and I was like, "Okay," uh, but then he ended up being gay. It was very it was very strange. It was. Uh, it went too far, and I was like, "What is happening?" It was insane. I've I've only had strange encounters with people on the road, and I guess that's my um that's my cross to bear. So, how do you normally date? Um, the apps, mostly the apps. Uh, I recently met someone in person that I went on a date with, but we've been just both so busy that like our schedules haven't right. aligned for us to go out again. But uh, I'm trying to like. Smile more at people yeah. in person. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like trying to be more open because I've complained about it before that I feel like in LA when you go out, people are like, these are my friends and I don't need another friend. And you're like, okay, well, I don't feel like I can approach you. So I've been like, you should be more open. You should be okay with people approaching you. Uh, so I don't know. I'm just trying, but mostly apps and it's bad. It's yeah. not good. Yeah. Erica. I ask all of my guests this, but if you weren't married, would you date me? Of course. Oh! Of course. Thank you. I'm, I'm already totally into you. <laughs> Erica, thank I you. I love the way you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Sometimes I uh, surprise myself with how loud it is. <laughs> Sometimes it's so loud that I'm like, oh, no, everyone hates me. Oh, but but I can only imagine that laugh, you know, with like the end of an orgasm and then that laugh oh. coming out that it's like oh. filling the whole room. And Sometimes people are taken aback. It only happens like every, I don't know, every couple times I have sex because guess what? I'm not having an orgasm every time. Sometimes I. No, but of course. Sometimes Who has? I'm like, I that just is have also to that leave. is also so stressful. I mean, people are yes. so obsessed with orgasms. I mean, yes. of course they are wonderful. Yes, that's not it. But, but sex is so much like, more than just the orgasm. I agree. Sometimes having sex and not having an orgasm is fulfilling. Of course, because then I can just come later. With like a vibrator or something, but like sometimes it's that, just that you know, and that's the you. human interaction. Mm. <laughs> that's and, but, so real but nice. I, I think uh, it's very good when it's the combination of the vibrator and the human yes. interaction. Oh, that's nice. But I've never been in like a relationship where they've wanted to use a vibrator. No, well, yeah, that you need to try. That is, I know. that is, that is, do it. Just do think, it. Put it. Put it out, out there on the app. You know, you go like, mm-hmm. I'm looking for someone that wants to manage my vibrator. <laughs> I just need someone to press the on button. <laughs> Erica, what's next for you? What's next for me? Yes. Do you have anything you want to promote? Will you have your website, X Confessions? Well, X Confessions, you know, I love it. It's an ongoing project, really. Mm-hmm. And uh, I. it's also important to say that I'm not the only director making films mm-hmm. from the, for this site because we are producing other directors also. We have an open call going mm-hmm. on. So we are always looking for filmmakers out there, especially women, mm-hmm. uh, who are interested in making an adult film. A short mm-hmm. film, you know. So if you have an idea, pitch it to me. Maybe I can finance and produce your film because I think that the only way, if we want to challenge the mainstream, you know, porn that's mm-hmm. out there, we need to make different kind of porn. I so agree. we need different people to make that different kind of porn. <laughs> and we need to get together, you know, uh, so we can make more of it. 
I agree. Well, Erica, it was so nice to meet you. And thank you so much for being here. No, thank you so much. It was oh. amazing meeting you. And I invite you to write a confession. If you have, you know, something that you would like to see in a film, maybe I can make a film for you. Okay. Let's see. What would I like? Okay. I would like to see a big black woman with... um. Let's see. Uh, so someone who looks like me. And then I think I would like to see her riding a horse. Wow. <laughs> and then I think I want to see her come into the stable and be like, dang, riding a horse is real hard. And then there's like a really hot like horse hand man. I don't know what that's called. A ranch hand. A man in a cowboy hat who's like really like glistening and like handsome. And I want him to be like, yeah, riding horses is hard. <laughs> And then I wanted to say, do you want dinner? And then we go to dinner. And then we have like a lovely conversation. We're all like laughing. We're like, tee-hee-hee. And then he's like, do you want me to like give you a ride home? And I say, yes, please. And then we get to my house and he goes, can I kiss you? And I go, oh my, this is like out of the blue. I thought like this was a friendship thing. And he's like, no, no, no. I think you're beautiful. And I'm like, yay, beauty. And then we kiss. And then he goes, let's go inside. And then we go inside. And then we have... Sex. And then while we're having sex, he goes, ride this stick. And then she goes, I don't know. I feel uh, a little bit uncomfortable. And he's like, I'll teach you how to ride. And then he teaches her how to ride because I had a real hard time riding. And uh, <laughs> I think other women might too. And I think it might be uh, fun to watch a porn where someone doesn't know how to do everything. Yeah, I, I buy your idea. Porn, I love it. Everybody knows how to do everything. And I don't think yeah. that's a real thing. Totally. Who are we going to cast? Oh, we need people to to write to us so we yeah. can cast this movie. Yes. Okay. So if you have any ideas on who should play me and who should play the hot horse hand man, I'm not saying this right. A horse <laughs> hand man? I don't know. The hot horse hand man. Uh, you can, I guess, tweet at me. Yeah. And then what's your Twitter handle? Erica Lust. Erica with a K. So Erica with a K Lust uh, and at Nicole Byer. Tweeted us with who should play me and the horse ranch hand man. <laughs> That's not what it's called. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about this uh, Australian movie uh, where he was called the Groover, right? Oh. The man handling the horses. A Groover? A Groover. Oh, I a think. Groomer. A gro no, Groomer? Groover. Gro I don't Groomer. know. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? In Australia, how do you say it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're Australian and you know, let us know. Okay. If you. If you like this episode of Why Won't You Date Me, you can like it uh, on iTunes, you can uh, subscribe, you can rate it, and if you send me a nasty come on, I will read it. This person wrote, I want to open your legs and motorboat your cod canal, ew, until you're as wet as the seven seas, and we sail away in ecstasy. That was gross, and I liked it. Okay, this person said, uh, hi, Nicole. I want to crack an egg on your vagina and fuck you so hard that I scramble it. <laughs> that one's funny because that means my vagina's hot enough to cook an egg. <laughs> oh, that made me giggle. Thank you so much, Erica. Bye-bye.
This has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.